I often will point out with this gospel reading um, the power of Jesus' last words that Jesus had told his disciples that he was only going to be with them for a little more. And this was his, let me think, second to last night on earth. Uh, The night that started, this is Holy Thursday, sorry. And in the end, I, I do tell you that I've been with a lot of people at the end of their life. Uh, four last week. It's a part of my life to be there at the end, and I will tell you that death focuses a person. It focuses a person in a way nothing else can. And at that approaching death, we tend to strip away all the impurities and focus on what matters. No one has complained to me about that guy at work while they were dying. Uh, in the end, Jesus at the end, what does his hyper-focus give him? This moment. Love one another. He says it over and over and over. And for us, I think the struggle might be what we as Americans or humans have done with the word love. We've made it a very mushy, soft, very approval-oriented thing. But man, love's a hard-edged sword that cuts right to the heart, isn't it? Real love. Real love is so not about you. It's about the other. And I could go on and on, and again, there's always danger of that. So let me just say this. St. Bernardine of Siena seems to be a man who understood in a really powerful way what it means to love and what the price of that love is, that it wasn't good feelings. People tried to kill this guy. What we know, you know, he comes to us in the 14th century, and it's so funny, we know all of those home run hitters that came after him in the golden age of Italy, right, that was just cranking out saints like it was a full-time job. But it started, it's generally acknowledged with him, a guy who struggled with his voice. His voice gave out on him a lot. He's the patron saint of hoarseness, which... You know, it's like good news, you made it to heaven and you're a saint. You know, bad news, you've got the hoarseness thing. But either way, uh, he did things differently than anybody before him for the, for the 200 years leading up to him. Traditionally, for a homily, a priest would get up and read a prepared text. And you've suffered through those, yeah? Yeah. Or he would simply read a homily from the first three, 400 years of Christianity. And those are lovely things. Brother just got up and banged away. He just got up, filled with the Spirit, and he preached. And if it took him an hour, people waited an hour. They weren't rushing home for football or whatever. If it took him 20 minutes, it took him 20 minutes. It took him five, it took him five. Either way, what he really tried to do was make sure he was speaking God's words through the power of the Holy Spirit, and it worked. People pilgrimaged for weeks, literally traveling for weeks through dangerous roads just to hear him preach. And he preached repentance. He swung for the seats every time. He refused to stay anywhere more than a week And this is fascinating, and I love this about him. You know why? He said, I don't want to draw people to me. I want to draw them to Jesus. He had his issues, right? And modern uh, people get mad at some of the things he preached about, and it offends our modern sensibilities. But what you can't question is his love and his hunger to get people to Jesus. 
And he started a fire that the gates of hell couldn't put out. So in the end, we're so grateful for this man, this broken by all accounts, tiny, skinny, physically weak, trashed throat guy who just let the Spirit use him to change the world. So today we ask for Jesus to fill our hearts with that love. Huh? I love that line in the psalm. I will awake the dawn with praise. That from the first moment our eyes pop open, Jesus, fill me with your love today so that it's your love I'm taking out into the world. May the prayers and the example of St. Bernardine of Siena be our great example and the source of our strength. Amen? Okay.